Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. I am very excited to be back here with you this week to continue talking about relationships and dating and partnerships and all kinds of relationships, whether that's your boss or um, your family members are dating. Although today I am specifically going to be talking about dating, dating on the apps, dating in person. I'm excited. This is a very fun topic. Um, Today, I'm going to talk about signs that your relationship is fizzling. You might have heard this new trend um, and what to do about it if you start to feel those signs coming on. It can be more painful than just ghosting. So I'm going to talk about why that is and what you can do about it. Before I get into it, I just want to say that I am recording this episode standing up. It's a new view. It's a new me. I love it. I'm dancing while I'm talking right now. I'm wearing my very comfortable Crocs. I am a Croc person now. That happened during my pregnancy last year, and I'm not, there's no turning back. I'm obsessed. Absolutely obsessed. There was a New Yorker cartoon recently talking about the uh, beautiful transition of becoming a Crocs person. It's so funny. And I'm going to share the artist with you because it was just so dang good. Okay. So the artist behind this cartoon, it's the article is called Becoming a Crocs Person. I'm going to link it below. It's so good. And um, the cartoon is by Wit Taylor, who I follow on Instagram. She um, has a bicultural, biracial family, which I do as well. So I'm just thoroughly enjoying all of her content. Um, So I share that with you because it is super fun and I hope you enjoy. And if you are a fellow Crocs person, I'm high-fiving you over the airwaves right now. Yep. That's me. That is me. (laughs) Okay. So let's get into this week's episode. Signs your relationship is fizzling. What is fizzling? You've probably heard this new term. It's going around these days. Fizzling is the long form of ghosting. And ghosting basically happens when you're talking to someone on the apps. Maybe you haven't been on a date yet or you have been on a date. Things are progressing. Maybe you like this person and then all of a sudden they just ghost you. They don't respond. They don't reply. They just straight up disappear like a ghost. And then fizzling is the long-term form of that, which just feels honestly so unfair. If you're going through this right now, I'm just, I feel for you. I have so much compassion for you. I'm holding you on the other side here because this is tough. Fizzling means that the person that you're talking to is doing the slow fade. So maybe maybe you're like talking a lot and instead of like ramping up and planning more dates and having more um, like discussion throughout the day, whether that's on text or over messages or on a phone call, what's happening is it goes in the opposite direction, but it's super, super slow. So you're still getting like a trickle of communication from them, which keeps the hope alive. It's so unfair. It is so unfair. And so, uh, I would say that fizzling probably does hurt more than a normal breakup or ghosting because 
with the slow fade, they're just giving you a glimmer of hope. And maybe that's like once a week. And then that slows down to once every couple of weeks. And you're still like, I really liked you. And I really wanted to see what this could be. So it's painful. And I want you to honor the fact that this is a really hard situation. And what's going on behind fizzling for both sides of both the fizzler and then the person that's dealing with the fizzling is it can really activate your insecure attachment style. And so what I'm talking about when I say attachment style is the way that we related to our parents growing up is the way that we relate as adults. So attachment style shows us there's four different types. The first one is secure. And this person has a wonderful give-take flow of relationships. They're solid in their relationship to themselves. They understand the interdependence of relationships. And there's like a natural give-take to them. Um, They're very quick to process emotions. And they're very comfortable with emotions. And most importantly, they just don't make up a lot of stories behind why someone else is acting the way that they are. And so that's secure attachment style. And then there's three insecure attachment types. The first is anxious. And these people are actually driven towards um, healing and soothing with other people. The avoidant is actually driven to self-soothe alone and be very independent. These are very hyper-independent people. And then in the middle, we have the fearful avoidant. And the, the fearful avoidant actually flops back and forth between the anxious style and the avoidance style. It's kind of in a erratic pattern. These people are very hot and cold. They love to have the foot on the gas and the brake at the same time. They love relationships, but they can't trust them. And oftentimes, they have um, a chaotic energy that can be internalized like my attachment style that I've healed from. But it was like this intense, um, volatile, emotional state that I just kept internalized and very much under the surface. So I share those attachment styles so you can kind of play around with, okay, do I find that I am driven towards other people in distress? Am I driven away from other people? I like to be alone. Am I somewhere in between? Or am I secure attachment style where I am comfortable being soothed by other people, but also soothing by myself. And what's happening with fizzling is oftentimes our insecure attachment style can be provoked. And this can bring up a lot of feelings of unworthiness, being a burden, being too much, which can cause feelings of loneliness and depression. And so I want you to give so much compassion for yourself being in this situation, because what's happening is This person was giving you all this attention when you first started talking to them. And now all of a sudden they're fizzling, (laughs) which is a very ghosting and fizzling are very common avoidant behaviors. And um, when that's happening, all of a sudden you were really connecting with this person and you were very excited about them. And now they're disappearing, which really activates your anxiety. And so I want to explain why this is an avoidant behavior. So avoidance try to avoid conflict at all times. And they really prioritize peacefulness and harmony in relationships. And they also (laughs) believe that all relationships should be perfect all time and completely conflict-free. 
which is totally impossible. This is an impossible ideal, but this is where their brain is because they're really uncomfortable with conflict. And so a breakup to them is high conflict. And so I'm not excusing this behavior. It's not a healthy behavior, but I am trying to explain it so that you can understand like what's the mechanics going on in their brain because they're operating most likely under a completely different attachment style than you. And so understanding that can help you understand like, oh, okay, you have completely different needs than I do. You need to self-soothe alone. I need to soothe with other people and in community with others. And so it's really helpful to understand like what your needs are, what their needs are, how you can be in relationship with them, or whether or not you actually want to be in a relationship with them. Okay, so some signs that your relationship or situationship is fizzling are your text message calls or messages are becoming less frequent. And if you're anxious, you're already probably high, like super aware of the frequency and duration, quality, quantity of messages. You're very attuned to matching <laughs> their level of communication because that's how um, you find safety. Like you're worried about being too much to this person. And so you're matching them with their communication style. So if you're starting to feel like their communication is on the downslope, like it's disappearing, this is a sign of fizzling. Um, another sign is the person you're talking to stops planning any future activities, but they're still responding to messages. So it could be that you guys had a date, you already had one date, and then you want to see them again. And every time you kind of bring up the subject, whether that's direct or indirect, they're kind of brushing it off and just saying like, haha, how's your day going? Or, oh, I don't know what will be available next, but let's keep talking or something like that. Like they might even encourage you to keep in contact, even though they have zero plan to um, go on another date with you. I know that's really painful to hear. I'm so like, sorry to break that news, but it is the truth. So another sign that your relationship is fizzling is that the quality of messages become less personal. So this means that maybe before you were sharing so much about your interests and maybe you had some inside jokes going. I hope you did anyway. <laughs> um, and if the relationship is fizzling, oftentimes the messages can become just more like uh, about the detail of the day rather than any personal details. Uh, the conversation used to be really personal and you're like getting to know each other and then all of a sudden it turns to small talk. That is another sign of fizzling. Now I'm going to talk about how to prevent fizzling from happening. So unfortunately, you can't control the fizzling happening. But what you can do is use this experience as a practice boyfriend, a practice girlfriend, a practice partner. If you're dating someone that is non-binary and not using a label, you can use this particular person as practice to show up securely in a relationship. So we can't control what the other person is going to do. We can't control if people are attracted to us. We cannot control if people are interested in a relationship with us. I know it's unfortunate, but it's for the best. Because if we're trying to control someone into a relationship with them, are we actually really authentically dating them? Think about that. So you can prevent fizzling from happening by being very clear about your needs and feelings in the situationship or the relationship. And you can let them know that you want to communicate more or that you feel anxious when they pull back from texting you. 
you can say something like, hey, I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety over um, the amount that we're communicating. Would you be interested in more communication with me? If they are unable to support you or respect your needs, this is really important to think about and whether or not it's time for you to move on. I want to put the ball into your court and I want you to think about, okay, if this person is literally fizzling, meaning they're avoiding hard conversations, they are not being vulnerable about what's going on on their side, they're not brave enough to have a difficult conversation. Think about if you actually want to be in a partnership with that person. When we're in partnership, we have to do really difficult things. We have to show up vulnerably all the time. We do things like we have to have a shared bank account. Can you imagine what it would be like if you create a shared bank account with this person that is unable to have hard conversations? How are they going to be able to navigate having shared resources with you? They're not. They're just going to run away. They're going to run away from the hard conversations. They're not going to be able to actually hold space for your feelings because they're unable to hold space for their feelings. And so I know this can be really scary to think about, but if you feel like picture what it would be like to have difficult conversations with that person. Many relationships lead to having a baby. Think about what it would be like to have a baby with this person. Are they going to be able to go through the insanely difficult process of birth and then like taking care of a child, shouldering responsibilities together, planning and scheduling and figuring out care with a child? Are they going to be able to navigate that? Probably not. And so honestly, I want you to think about what is most beneficial for you in this situation and what you need to have in a satisfying and supportive lasting relationship. Maybe you're not dating very seriously. This could be you're looking for a situationship, but I still want you to look at this as a practice situation where you can communicate your needs and also your boundaries. Because this is a low risk. If you're in a situationship, not only is this a low risk situation, right? The stakes are so low. You already know like this person is not necessarily someone that I want to date long term. But I want you to think about what a secure person would do in a situationship. They would have no problem asking for their needs to be met. They would have no problem holding space for someone else to be asking for their needs to be met. They would have no problem setting boundaries and holding them and reholding them when necessary. So I like for you to think about this as a practice partner because the stakes are so incredibly low. And you're probably thinking like, they're so low. What's the point? I don't really even need to try. No, 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 no. This is actually the perfect time to try because you are going to get in the reps of asking for your needs, communicating your needs, understanding the needs are important. So that when the person does come along that you are actually interested in, you will be 100% ready and you'll be secure. You'll be asking for what you need and they're going to be so attracted to that. So think about this as practice. Don't waste this opportunity. I encourage you to be honest about your feelings and what you need and get creative about how you can ask for them in a lightweight, fun kind of way. Because I guarantee they are unaware of how hard it is for you to ask for those needs to be met. So what to do if your situationship or your relationship has fizzled? Is there any coming back from it? Honestly, I would recommend treating this fizzling 
as if it's a breakup. I would ask you to do all the things you would normally do to take care of yourself after a breakup. Binge the Ben and Jerry's, watch Sex Education for the third time, treat it like it's important. Ask for no contact if you think it'll help you heal. And eventually, you'll understand that this fizzle had nothing to do with you. It's going to be near impossible to come back from this unless the other person is willing to do the work to heal their attachment style. And it is not up to you to tell them their attachment style. It is not up to you to help them heal at all in the slightest. It is simply up to you to realize, is this person going to be able to meet my needs? Is this person someone that I would like to be in some sort of relationship with, whether that's serious or, or not? And do I want to pursue a meaningful relationship with them? And if I don't, it's time for me to move on. It's time for me to have a hard conversation, even when they're not willing to have it. And if you're dead set on making it work, again, I just want you to think about, is this behavior going to support me long-term in this relationship? Like really dig into how is this person going to show up when things get hard? How is this person going to show up when I have needs? How is this person going to show up when I have an anxious spiral at work and I really need someone to sit with me and help me understand that I'm accepted and that I am loved? They're most likely going to fizzle that too. So that is, I know it's so hard to hear. I'm so sorry that that's the end result. But honestly, this is a gift. This is such a gift for you to learn about how to show up more securely in relationships so that you are receiving everything that you need from a relationship to help you flourish. I want you to think about when you're in a supportive relationship and you hopefully have at least one supportive relationship in your life. It could be a friend. It could be a boss. It could be an old colleague. It could be a family member. It could be your current partner. Think about how amazing and connected your life is with that person. Think of how much joy they bring you every single day. Think of all the amazing things that you've been able to accomplish with them by your side. And now I want you to think about how can I replicate that across all my relationships? Because once we start to have a fully secure life, like when we're showing up and work secure in our marriage and our relationship or situationship, whatever that is, in our friendships, oh my God, our whole life changes. All of a sudden, like we find jobs that pay more. We're able to ask for raises. We are able to heal from trauma, new trauma. We're able to heal past trauma. I mean, it's truly profound to be in these types of relationships. And I want that for you so badly. So if you're interested in becoming secure, I would love to help you. I coach clients in one-on-one sessions um, in a um, normally a 12-week program. It's based on your attachment style. So that's why I say mostly 12 weeks. It could be more. Um, it could be less. And um, in this program, basically what I help you do is to work through people-pleasing tendencies, work through codependent patterns so that you are showing up authentically and truthfully and confidently you, unshakably confidently you, 
And I help you like set boundaries and reprogram fears around setting boundaries. I do unique blueprints for your unique need blueprints to figure out what your personal needs are and a habit plan to get your needs met on the daily. This work is truly profound. It's my favorite thing to do. I would love to do it with you. If you're interested, you can book a discovery call with me at sarahcohan.com forward slash coaching. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash coaching. And I just look forward to hearing from you. This was a super fun topic. I hope you enjoyed. And I look forward to being back here next week. 